I personally would like to be the first one to congratulate Sean the Sheep Farmageddon for <laughs> basically sweeping the Oscars. I mean, guys, I best picture I was expecting. I mean, I, I think we can all we can all get on board the best picture train. But yeah. Best audio mixing, best actress mm, for Shauna the Sheep. Sean of the Sheep. Uh, Sh- Sean, Sean of the Sheep. It's the new Edgar Wright movie starring um, what's it? Simon Pegg. I almost yeah. forgot his name. Um, what's British skinny ginger. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Could be Ed Sheeran. Could be Prince. Uh, God, why do I just not know British people's names? What's the what's who plays Ron Weasley? Oh, Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. Why yeah. did I know his name <laughs> and not and not Prince Harry? who's been in the news uh, arguably a lot more than Rupert Grint than has Rupert in the Grant. past six months. <laughs> That's fair. I also haven't really been on the lookout for Rupert Grint headlines. So. I have I have his Google alert set up and I've gotten nothing. It's weird. It's strange. If any British person was going to come up in my newsfeed as like a Florida man story, I think it, it would probably be, it would Rupert, be Rupert Grint. Grint. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I get, and maybe it's just like Slytherin kinship, but like the guy that plays oh Tom Felton, the guy that plays Draco Malfoy, he gives me yes. big like I would kill someone over an <laughs> ounce of the cheapest, dirtiest heroin. It was he was on a uh, he was on a season of The Flash, um, and it became oh. very apparent that the people who run The Flash could no longer afford to pay him. <laughs> that is not the not the strangest thing that show has done. If I'm being completely yeah, honest. that's fair. <laughs> I I tend to stay away from the CWDC shows because, and again, I've I've said some pretty chaotic things on the pod. This might be another one. They feel like porn parodies. <laughs> what's the, what's the tier below daytime TV? Because that's the vibe Supergirl gives me. <laughs> no, 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 guys, what do you mean? You don't want to watch a show about Lois and Superman? Oh, sorry, Lois no, and Superman's sons. <laughs> That they have that are like wait what yeah yeah um it's called Clark and Lois it is about yeah. Clark and Lois and their two teenage sons okay rip off Wandavision <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I could see that as like a fun like spinoff parody I don't know that I would take that as a serious daytime TV it's drama literally it's literally a show that CW has been putting out and that- it's that little sliver of things like brought up so many emotions in me just now <laughs> about like the state of the entertainment industry and where we are at, like as a country and as like a- as a unit in the entertainment industry. I'm just, yes. t- I'm tired. I'm so tired of-, of watching Lois drive the kids to soccer practice. How could you be exhausted of that? I'm only, I'm only one fifties housewife passing out orange slices at a soccer game away from literally canceling TV, moving to Vermont and becoming the next bony bear. I don't care. Become the next nomad land. <laughs> I, I live in an RV already. We're, we're half, we're halfway there. Now you just gotta be Francis McDormand. Oh, I, I don't think I do enough drugs to be Francis McDormand. <laughs> she's not, I, okay, let me take that back. She's not on drugs. She's just a very eclectic personality and I respect her deeply. She and Draco probably live on the same block. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably work the same corner for being oh, honest. Man. But like I said, you wouldn't be surprised if the next headline was like, former Harry Potter actors found stumbling drunk in a sheep pasture today. <laughs> like it, Honestly, I think that could fit anyone except Emma Watson at this point. Like, I think even Alan Rick 
Rickman at this point. I'd be like, wow. Now that's just a go. That that's just a that's a paranormal investigation. <laughs> that, that's a BuzzFeed unsolved. <laughs> Alan, are you here with us? Yes, I am. The only person who can take on Alan Rickman's ghost is Bruce Willis. It's like, <laughs> why? Die Hard. Oh, because of Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely confused as like, why did you just bring up Bruce Willis? No, that's that's the sequel, Die Harder, where Bruce Willis has to come back and come that back. That movie already Alan exists. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty sure that it's already one of the Die Hard movies. Die Harder again with a vengeance three Tokyo Drift. That's my final answer. Well, I mean, that's in development, so... It's not going to fit on a DVD cover, either. <laughs> that's on this year's blacklist. You guys joke. I would I would pay money for a Die Hard Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. Like, I would pay a lot of money to see that movie of in theaters. Of course you would. <laughs> I yeah. would love it. <laughs> we're so rotten in the brain when it comes to just, yeah. like, stupid movies that we're like, yeah, I'd totally go see a Die Hard Fast and Furious uh, let's just go ahead and throw Mortal Kombat in there since it's relevant. Um, <laughs> in the same podcast, I guarantee you what you are going to hear today is I would go watch a Die Hard. <laughs> I would go watch a Die Hard Fast and Furious movie and listen to me critique the Oscars for who won Best Picture. <laughs> I guarantee it. Okay, well, now let's go around the table and share what we think everybody's personality genre is because Colton's oh, okay. is obviously. Uh, unnecessary genre smash up. <laughs> it, it's like they tried to do Endgame again, but worse. Pacific Rim versus Kong versus Godzilla. I'm there. Like I'm in line. Um, mine is like art house slapstick comedy. <laughs> it's literally like imagine Charlie Chaplin's reanimated corpse as directed by Akira Kurosawa. Like gotcha. that's my that is my that is my personality genre. It's Charlie Chaplin getting pied in the face by someone who's just overly saying we live in a society over and over. <laughs> Guys, let's be real. My personality genre is literally just whatever genre Joker was. I I feel like my personality is like whatever Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets was oh, bad. <laughs> yes, it's really exciting for about ten minutes, and once you go deeper, it's like, oh, I don't like this anymore. I get so mad about this movie in particular. <laughs> I know that's why I brought it up. We can't, the first scene, we can't, we can't, we can't unpack this movie. <laughs> this is oh. this is start of the plot. We've been going. This, we're ten minutes in. This is start of the plot. A podcast. This is a lovers. Valerian and the Ten Thousand Planets hate podcast. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> welcome to welcome to Valerian and Valerian and the City of a Thousand Slanders. Yes. If I had a Twitter bio, that would be my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is Stir the Plot uh, podcast for movie lovers, where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie, and occasionally talk smack about movies, uh, but mostly well, make yeah. up what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name is, as always, sometimes never Derek Fultz. <laughs> my name is Colton Hart. And I'm Tyler. And today, we're making up the plot of 1996's Space Jam. <laughs> I can't even really, like, I, I can't make jokes about this movie, like, being some sort of formative experience for me, because I was one year old when this movie came out. Yeah. Wait. Okay, I, w I was two, but I can say with full certainty, 
Space Jam was a formative experience for me See, as a child. I feel like a lot of like 90s, early 2000s, like turn of the century kids can say that. I can't. I didn't watch this movie until I was like 13. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Bugs Bunny. I, 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 I am prone to hyperbole on this podcast. I have tears welling up in my eyes <laughs> to hear that like that this movie, Space Jam does not hold a special place in your heart. Like, you know what? Now that I, now that we're talking about this, thank you for this therapy session by the way, but now that we're talking about this, this does explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this movie one time all the way through and then probably a hundred different times <laughs> combined. <laughs> Okay, by that metric, I, I guess I have seen this movie a few times. <laughs> but to, 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 to help, I think I've seen it probably a hundred times through different scenes watched at doctor's offices. I, I, Derek is the only one of the three of us that takes cinema seriously. And it's okay. That's all right. I... I legit want to cry right now. What are y'all talking about? What Am I, like... Am I stupid? Like, am I just dumb? like? I don't know why this is making me. This this feels like bullying. Like, this is what that like. You would watch Space Jam. Stop. Yeah. You nerd. <laughs> you nerd. You freaking Jordan head. Ew. You freaking shut furry. Up, shut up, Yu Gi Oh. It's time to don't make fun of me. Today we're today we're gonna make up the plot of Space Jam and. It's not going to be hard for Should me. Should be easy for y'all. I was about to say, it's not going to be very hard for me because I really haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I'm so, so mad. I'm I, so as mad. I was, I want you to know, as I was transcribing this scene, I was like, I don't remember any of this. I, <laughs> I was literally like, Michael Jordan's in this movie? Uh, <laughs> is that the Looney Tunes? Is that Bugs Bunny? Oh my gosh, what a nice surprise. This, like, reading through this, the, these scenes, it's like burned into my skull, <laughs> like like ancient cave paintings. Like, this, I I I can't I can't keep doing this anymore. Like, just keep keep talking. Before before we get started, I do have one little small little thing for us to go through. Oh boy, um, a, a surprise segment by Colton. A Hart. Surprise segment. This is this is um, fun facts with Colton. Um, no, <laughs> I want you guys to tell me which. One of the Avengers, do you think, is also a recording artist on Spotify with over 160,000 listens per month? It's Brie Larson. It's not Brie Larson. Oh. It's not? She might. She, she, okay, she might. I'm, I'm talking OG Avengers. Oh, oh. It's got to um, be Chris Hemsworth. It's, uh, it's Jeremy Renner because he makes music for Jeep commercials. Really? It's Jeremy Renner. Wait, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His music isn't bad either. Like, <laughs> go Hawkeye, broadening those horizons. It's literally like angsty Imagine Dragons, and I'm like here for. I don't it. know if they use them oh in Jeep God. commercials, but his his like genre of music is like Jeep commercial music, and it makes sense. That 100 percent makes sense. I love hyper creatives who can like act, write, create music, and just do all sorts of things because it feeds my inferiority complex. Thank you very much, Jeremy. <laughs> Y'all remember the Jeremy Renner app? There was an app? No. What what is this oh, about? Yeah. He, I vaguely remember this. It was like an Instagram where only Jeremy Renner could post. <laughs> but, pe <laughs> but people could comment. And then I believe like Twitter comedians or like TikTok kids or both 
stormed the Jeremy Renner app. I was about to say something happened. He he like and like started trolling people on there to where he ended up uh, like shutting down the app completely (laughs) because no one took it seriously anymore. You basically just made your own discord server. But like, took it a, a tier farther. He became his own like Discord mod, <laughs> and we uh, were and we were all his kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's one thing you can count on the internet for, it's to break nice things. <laughs> uh, we were all lapping at the bathwater of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> gross! That's so. Gross. What celebrity bathwater would you willingly pay money God, for? Dang it! No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is this podcast anymore? This is, uh, this in is case nonsense. you haven't noticed, this is late night, stir the plot. <laughs> We're going to get some big, big night energy in this <laughs> Big night energy. So if you're new to the podcast, the way this works is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio on the podcast. So we convert everything into screenplay format. Colton narrates for us and Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters. Colton, why don't you go ahead and take it away? We tilt down from a starry midnight sky onto a suburban home where a young Michael Jordan shoots basketball in his backyard. The back door opens and Michael's father steps out. Michael, what are you doing out here, son? It's after midnight. Couldn't sleep, Pops. Well, neither can we with all that noise you're making. Come on, let's go inside. Just one more shot. His father smiles. All right, just one. Michael shoots the ball straight into the net. That's good. Shoot it again. Michael sinks the ball again. You're getting pretty good, son. Go ahead, shoot until you miss. You think if I get good enough, I can go to college? (laughs) You get good enough, you can do anything you want, Michael. I want to play for North Carolina. That's a real fine school. You can get a top-rate education there. I want to play on the championship team. And then I want to play for the NBA. All right, slow down. Let's get some sleep first. Once I do that, I want to play baseball, just like you, Dad. (laughs) Baseball? Now that's a sport. And after all that, I suppose you're going to fly, huh? Michael turns back and smiles at the basketball goal. Huh. What if he does? What if he flies? (laughs) You know what? I was actually, what if this is like a superhero origin story? Let's do it. Let's go, boys. Strap in. Basketball We're man. We're adding to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Basketball man? Is that what you Come said? at me, Kevin Feige. Explain, explain arm fall off man and dog welder. We can have basketball man. Come at me, Kevin That's Feige. That's true. I'm sorry. Dog welder? Yeah. Look him up. Dog welder. <laughs> okay. Does he have a rule? 30, does he have a rule thirty-four? <laughs> does he sell bathwater? <laughs> uh, I do think we need to bridge the gap between sports fans and Marvel fans, and we're going right. to do that here with Sportsman. That's already a character. Ah, oh, dang it! God, I actually, actually, yeah, he's in. He's in Marvel, isn't he? Um, I think he's in he DC. DC. He's like literally called oh, like sports. No, he's in, he's in Young Justice. He's in uh, Sportsmaster. Yeah. Sportsmaster. I like that. Well, now I'm sad I didn't think of that one. Well, or- <laughs> originality is dead, so. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. Okay, well, you know, we can just go with, like, stick to naming conventions like The Tick. We could just go The Sport. The Sport? <laughs> what sport? All of them. The <laughs> just sport. The Sport. He's just, he's just above, averagely, just above averagely good at every sport. Right. But he can also fly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how he's good at some of the other sports. <laughs> right. <laughs> I 
does help when you can help your jump shot when you can fly. <laughs> it's real hard to tackle somebody 30 feet in the air. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He never really made it into any of the professional sports teams because flying is in some states considered cheating. Well, for the first few years, he was fine because they had the airbud rule where, like, it's not a rule that you can't fly. Oh, like, right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. The airbud rule. After his first few high school games, they were like, we got to stop this kid. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael's making his way down the court. And uh, there he goes. It was, again. There he goes. It's just the other coach, like, looking at the ref. The ref's like, I can't. I don't, it, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. The kid can fly. And his dad's like, yes, that is my son. I told him that he could do whatever he wants if he got good at sports, and guess what? He got good at sports. And then he became and he was able to fly. It was crazy. Maybe we're we're in a world where like his dad, since he was a star bas- uh, star baseball player in the past, has uh-huh. this expectation on his son, and he doesn't like really want to do sports, but he's so good at it that okay. like what else is he supposed to do? Right. You know what I mean? Everybody's throwing tuition money at him. He can't say no, but it's not what he wants. Yeah, they're like, hey, come play at our school, and we'll give you all this money. And he's like, I don't want to play. I just want to go to school. And they're like, well, then we're not going to give you any monies because we value sports over education. You're just right. describing the education system. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is college? Oh, it's expensive. What if I can throw this ball really far? LMAO, it's free. It's free. <laughs> you want to be on the cover of a video game one day? <laughs> we're not going to pay you for it. Now, now I know. I know tuition is normally $80,000 for a, an undergrad, but I can run fast. So <laughs> what you got for me? What can we make work here? We'll name a dorm after you. <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe in this, uh, do you think like in this scene, he has this dream of, of, being, of like playing, but he gets so burnt out on it over the years right. because, you know, he's he's. The hometown hero, but it's it's getting old. When he was young, he was super like he super wanted to be, you know, he wanted to play in North Carolina. He right. wanted he wanted to play baseball. He like wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, but he was just so good at sports all the time. Right. Well, it's like one punch man. It's like once you're once you're so good at all the sports and you're just undefeated at everything. It's like, "Well, what's the what's the purpose? What's next? What's next? What's, what's next? next?" Like his biggest power is that he can fly, but everything else it's like he's just kind of better at he's stuff just, than everyone else. He's just else. kind of okay. Yeah, he's just kind of good Which at Which is I feel like a spit in the face of the legacy of Michael Jordan, but <laughs> Hey, you know, he this is not cannot like this is not real world canonical Michael Jordan that we're playing around with here. We're playing with stir the plot canon <laughs> Space Jam <laughs> right. Michael Jordan. Because unlike Michael Jordan, our character is good at baseball. So <laughs> I I still hold to the fact like this is my <laughs> this theory that I'm about to uh propose to you is my QAnon. <laughs> I think that Michael Jordan started playing baseball simply so he could film these scenes for Space Jam. He for never Space had Jam. he never had any intention of like playing baseball as like a major career move. He was filming Space Jam and they needed scenes of him playing baseball and so he was like, "Okay, well I guess I'll play for a couple years and was just super bad at it and that's exactly what they wanted." I could also see it being like an onset joke. Like it was written into the script and when he got on set, he was like, "Huh. 
Maybe I maybe I will play baseball. Or like he heard one of the PAs like talking behind his back, like making jokes. It's like, oh well, Michael Jordan's good at basketball, but like, what else could he do? He's like, I'll show you what I can do. And so he like gets drafted into the into the MLB, <laughs> and uh, and um, and does okay. Well, just like Michael Jordan moved on, <laughs> moved on to bigger and better things. What a segue! <laughs> it's time that we move on to the next scene, uh, Colton. Yeah, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to check in on you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Y'all don't you know, know this. Good. Sometimes Colton has a has a tendency to fall asleep halfway through the <laughs> podcast, and there's long stretches that I have to cut out. That's just radio silence. We have actually been recording since five p.m. And it, is, <laughs> yes. it is now nine forty-five. Uh, we let Colton have his his space. Yes, Derek and um, I. We feel bad because, like, who who really wants to wake up a sleeping bear? What's What's really funny is that there are some people who listen to this podcast who know me well enough who are not going to be able to tell if that's a joke or not. <laughs> well, now that you're well rested, why don't you go ahead and read the second scene for us? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, okay. We cut to an outdoor baseball diamond surrounded by silver bleachers and humming stadium lights. The restless audience begin to chant. We want Michael. This delay is killing us. Where's Michael? Michael's wife and kids look curiously around the crowd. Yeah, where's Mi- Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, where is Michael? Is his wife Harley Quinn? <laughs> where's the Joker? Where's the Joker, man? Oh, Mr. J, he plays baseball now. Mr. J's running a bit the late. The J stands for Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here and show me them basketball muscles. <laughs> you want to be like Derek when he played T-ball and picked flowers in my outfield? <laughs> oh, man. Where were we? <laughs> oh, okay. I see you. I see you. I see you. Oh, he's probably not back from his other game. What other game? That's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad choice. <laughs> His little sister shushes him. What other game? <laughs> a hush falls over the crowd. Out of the sky, a large green spaceship descends on the playing field. The audience watches in awe as a bright light spills out of the open door. Stan, a young man with a large megaphone, sprints out onto the field. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. Michael emerges from the spaceship and waves to the cheering crowd. We cut to a white gymnasium where Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, and several other pro basketball players sit. I see this is the part of the show where Brady doesn't know other professional basketball players. (laughs) Gun to my head, I could not name a single one of those players. I could not tell you which one was which. (laughs) <laughs> been getting your butts kicked haven't you it's mike hey man what are you doing here <laughs> why do you sound like a christian after school special <laughs> it's mike hey man what are you doing here premarital sex is sus <laughs> and it is not bussing <laughs> quit being a sussy baka and give your life to the Lord. <laughs> Mr. J, you sussy little baka, you. 
I would die. I would literally just. Oh my god. Harley, you're being a sassy barker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. J. I'm just feeling like the imposter. <laughs> oh god. Okay. 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 Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Colton, take that Ewing line again. <laughs> it's Mike. Hey, man, what are you doing here? Face it. You guys stink. And you want your game back, huh? What well, little game you had to begin with. This is hard enough as it is, man. I'm going to regret this. Stan, give me the ball. Stan unzips the blue gym bag and carefully reveals a glowing orange basketball. The players take a step back. Looks like something from Star Trek. Touch it. No way, Jose. Pat, you want your talent back? There's no other way. Just touch it. No way, man. You want to walk around with bad game for the rest of your life? Touch the ball. Ewing eases nervously towards the glowing basketball. The rest of you guys, too. Come on. One by one, the players place their hands on the ball. It pulses and glows before erupting in a shower of sparks. Michael tosses the ball to Muggsy Bogues. He catches it immediately. Hey, I caught it. He begins to dribble the ball faster and faster. The rest of the players celebrate, dunking and shooting the basketball as fast as they can. Michael smiles and turns to leave. Hey, Michael, why don't you stay? Play a little three-on-three with us. Nah, I don't think so. What are you going to do? Practice your baseball swing? You know, he probably doesn't even have it anymore, guys. You hear that, Michael? They don't think you can play the game anymore. Michael smiles. Only one way to find out. Come on and slam! And welcome to the jam! So, this is... What I had in mind is borrowing a little bit from the original plot, but not too, too much. Yeah, let's dip our toes in this pool. So, I think that there is a villain that comes around and has stolen everyone's ability to play sports in the yes. entire world and he's put it mm. inside of this basketball mm-hmm. he's known as the referee <laughs> no, no, no 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 he's known as the bench warmer <gasps> he's he's known as the bench warmer because he grew up never he was on he was on sports <laughs> teams he played sports growing up but he was never good enough to actually play in the game so they always had him riding the bench and he that oh, was his, that was his Joker origin story. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always a bencher, never a never an all star. <laughs> what if it's a what if it's a story where it's like someone that Michael knows, um, and like he grew up with, like oh, and it's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Michael stole the spotlight from him, oh, and like yeah, yeah. so Michael tells a story, and it's like yeah, we all won the big game, and da 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 da, like flashes back, and then later on. We get a flashback from his perspective, right? Where it's like he's just sitting on the bench the entire game. <laughs> the bench, the bench warmer <laughs> attended his junior high, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that and that little boy's name, Michael Yagubian. <laughs> Please tell me y'all get that reference. Please tell me you get that reference. Meet the Robinsons. Oh, Michael yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Michael Yagubian. <laughs> Everyone hated me. Hey, Michael, nice shirt. <laughs> so I I like that. I, it's it was someone that was on Michael's old like junior high basketball team, right? And kind of like sent his life into a spiral, and he has found a way to steal the the athletic talent away from 
even the people like from everyone in the world, even the people that quote unquote like have no athletic ability, he takes it from them. So they really now have no athletic ability. He's just going locker room to locker room, stealing their Adderall and steroids. <laughs> hey, Brady. Hey. Hey, I know that it's like kind of been a bit that like, you know, we're movie guys and we don't really know that much about sports. Yeah. Do you think that like athletes take Adderall before 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 a game? Well, steroids, I'm just... steroids was on the right track, but Adderall? No, that one came from personal experience. Oh, okay. You were you were ten at like your machine pitch game, and you're like, I really need to focus. <laughs> Mom, you just, you just took a bunch of Adderall. Mom, give me my bars, please. <laughs> Mom wouldn't let me have steroids, so I had to settle for Adderall. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It didn't improve like your physique at all, but it made you really focus. No, believe me, nobody could run faster around those bases than Brady King. <laughs> Brady, you missed the ball. Yeah, but I watched it the entire time. They call, they call me old Brady Bars King on the field. <laughs> Yo, if you if you rewatch my old home videos, I throw the bat into the stand and it just sticks right in the sheet metal. I didn't hit the ball, but I ran around the bases in three seconds. It's nuts. They call me a child prodigy. <laughs> they, they, some called me a child prodigy. Others called me an addict. I don't know which one you want to call me. Some called me a child prodigy and start until I started tweaking on home base and then <laughs> my career was over. I got to high school and they said something about drug tests and I was out. I was out. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, y'all screen here. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, so the bench warmer and Michael Jordan. <laughs> so the only powers that he doesn't take are those of Michael Jordan because right. Michael has given up essentially his ability to play sports in order to be a superhero. And so the bench warmer says, Hey, Michael, if you want people to get the ability to play basketball back, you're going to have to, you're going to have to beat me in a one-on-one game yeah, in, of- a, in a one-on-one game of pickup <laughs> basketball. But the, the bench warmer literally takes the basketball and absorbs all of the athleticism <laughs> trapped inside the ball and becomes the world's greatest sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not oh, it's not just a one-on-one game of basketball it is a series of sport of like sporting events oh so like a triathlon of sports yeah yeah so there's <laughs> so it's like uh there's like equi- like equestrian riding um <laughs> <laughs> there's like shot put uh yes. track and field uh and then it ends on a game of of one-on-one basketball and michael jordan is he's He's on the verge of losing because he just he he hasn't played like he's won some events uh, you know out of sheer luck and yeah he's barely he, hanging he's, on by a thread he's barely hanging on and then he remembers he he flashes back to that scene of his dad saying you can be anything you want Michael if you get good enough <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just absolutely dunks on the bench warmer and beats him at the last minute. He shoots a he shoots like a three-pointer right at the buzzer. He dunks a three-pointer right at the buzzer. <laughs> I changed my mind, Colton. It's my prerogative as an independent woman. Right. What if what if that's when he finds out he can fly? Like what if like he's <laughs> the like the power of flight was inside him all along. <laughs> the power of flight compels him. I believe I can fly plays as he leaps through the air. Mm. And I know, I know, it's too close to the original, but Okay. This was the nineties. Well, no, 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 no. 
I was mming at R. Kelly. <laughs> do, do we? <laughs> mm. Okay, that's fair. fair. Do we want to do a cover of "I Can See"? Uh, of "I Can See, I Can Fly." <laughs> I can see, I can fly. <laughs> that's that's from my my rendition of Peter Pan, where he's blind and suddenly he gains the power of sight. <laughs> you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. What's that movie or TV quote where it's like, "I can see." I can fight. <laughs> That's literally that? from Fairly Odd Parents. Yes. <laughs> oh, gotcha. They give it. They give a little uh, kid in the medieval ages a pair of glasses, and then all of a sudden he becomes a hero that can slay a dragon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you just unlocked a memory. <laughs> um, Got the with, Xbox notification and everything. <laughs> yeah. Derek was an average kid. No one understood. No one understood. <laughs> Mom and Dad and Vicky always giving me commands. Bed twerp. <laughs> Doom and gloom up in his... No, I'm not going to keep going. Chocolate shake! Obtuse, <laughs> Obtuse rubber goose, mm, come on. a green moose, come on. guava juice. Come on, there it giant is. Giant snake, birthday cake, large okay. fries, yeah. chocolate mm. shake. Mm. Come on, come on. Right, let's go. That's it. That's it. Mm. That was brave of you. Wow. That came from so the much. heart. Okay, I felt well, it. Okay, I didn't know we were going to be getting so deep there. Whenever you said chocolate shake, that really... That really hit me. You know, in my core, I just, man. Made me gassy. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so I just kind of made me uh, So Michael wins the big game, and then he boards his personal spaceship, which he could afford with all the money he made from well, college the movie sports. Is called, the movie is called Space Jam. Right. The, uh, the, the Benchwarmer's base of operations is on it's the on moon. It's on the moon. Yeah, it's on the moon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he boards the spaceship and comes back uh, and to his family and then gives the power back to, to all the pro 90s basketball players, all of which I can name with great confidence <laughs> and roll credits. I had so much fun making this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Derek, uh, what's Space Jam about? You've seen this movie. Earth is being threatened by a group of aliens uh, called the Monstars who basically want to take over Earth and make it a theme park uh, where they want to use the different athletes of Earth as like uh, uh, attractions for their theme park. Mm -hmm. And so the Looney Tunes enlist the help of Michael Jordan, famed basketball player, uh, failed baseball player, to help them defeat the Monstars in a game of basketball. This truly is a Warner Brothers fever dream. I don't know what else to call this. It was like, it felt like the original creator of the Looney Tunes lost the rights to Looney Tunes, and then Warner <laughs> Brothers sunk their greedy talons into it and said, hey, what if they played basketball with Michael Jordan? <laughs> this, I, Derek, I know it does upset you. This, is, this movie does not hold the special place in my heart that it did for so many other people. It is, it is a fun movie. Yeah, I'm so excited for the next one. I think I am. I think I'm excited for how stupid it's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I really like, hope they embrace that sort of meta humor that Warner Brothers is known for. Well, like the idea of like, because it's not just going to be Looney Tunes. It's going to be like a bunch of different Warner Brothers properties. Right. Yeah. Like it's, Clockwork Orange guys have been. Yeah. But Pe but but Pepe Le Pew can't be in the, the thing because he's too he's too, he's too weird for today's age. Have you ever seen a Clockwork Orange? My God. I I literally like I've never I don't think I've been un as unsettled as I have been in that in, in Clockwork Orange. It's like if you're going to get rid of like two things, get rid of all of them. But anyways, I don't care. Um. Yeah, so this, like, 
Looney Tunes was my like it was in my repertoire of like comfort movies as a mm, kid. Like yeah. I I watched Looney Tunes all the time. Yeah. Or not not Looney Tunes, Space, Space Jam. Jam. That was in like my repertoire of like comfort movies when I was like I didn't know what else I wanted to watch, so I just watched Space Jam. It like <laughs> it, it like it had like it truly does have like a super special place in my heart because it is like it, it's just so nostalgic for me at this point that right. it's like yeah I can watch it now and be like yeah this is a bad movie and like the movie kind of sucks like the Looney like the Looney Tunes humor holds up I so like everyone has their own like Colton you're a big Muppets guy I know mm-hmm. that um Brady do you have like a like a specific like cartoon or like kids like thing that you grasped onto uh spongebob was my show but i also thought uh the marvelous misadventures of flapjack was the funniest thing i have ever seen in yeah. my entire life <laughs> take a <laughs> bath brady <laughs> take, a ba- take a bath i'm captain knuckles you stink like hell brady take a bath wes <laughs> um Sorry, you just unlocked some weird <laughs> sense memory for me. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm like getting like bombarded now. Of like, one of my favorite, one of my favorite quips from that show is like, "You got a lot of nerve coming here. You got a lot of nerve being alive." <laughs> <laughs> Candy wife. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Looney Tunes was my like, I like Looney. Still to this day, Looney Tunes is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. I so I will say something. Warner Brothers has done a really good job with is like reinventing their old cartoons yeah. and treating them not only with respect but like updating them for a new audience. Because yeah. I thought the new Animaniacs show was brilliant. I thought oh, it was so funny. It's great. And Animaniacs has always been like like it's always mm-hmm. been like topical. I just liked watching Wacko Warner do like dumb slapstick comedy. But now looking back on it. Like, there's just so much meta humor and topical pop culture references. I just enjoyed it. It's a brilliant show. I just enjoyed watching them do all the crazy things they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Warner Brother does a really good job with like their animated properties Mm -hmm. and like just how well they're written and like how fun they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, just like. Just like Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan shook up the basketball scene in the late 90s. Uh, <laughs> it's time for us to shake up some uh, some plots from famous movies and TV shows. <laughs> it's time for a shake and not stirred. <laughs> Um, welcome to Shaken Not Stirred, the part of the podcast where we take a random movie and we pair it with a random movie genre and we create, we make up a whole new movie um, we make just based art. off of that. Don't come at make us. Make art. That's right. We make poetic cinema. We get some crazy Oscar worthy um, nominations for sure. This is that cinema Nolan always talks about. <laughs> This is, and this is cinema verite. Yes. <laughs> Martin Scorsese wishes he could. It's like The Irishman was made by three dying meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll give you just that first one. <laughs> the first one is <laughs> Marriage Story. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage Story as a... Oh, please be like an anime. <laughs> Uh, science fiction movie. Okay. <laughs> Did we do science fiction last week? Isn't this 
isn't this the plot of Shape of Water? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he puts a ring on it in the end, but idiot. We can. I can do another one. Well, that's fine. I mean, we yeah. did it last week, so it can just be fresh. Um, as a period piece, this one feels <laughs> too on the nose. Marriage story as a period piece, like uh, time traveler's wife. Oh, <laughs> this movie is set in the medieval times. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. So they're married at fourteen and they die by twenty-eight. <laughs> That's that's generous. <laughs> I was about to say that's a long and fruitful life. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, love in the time of bubonic plague. Mm. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> marriage story, love in the time of the bubonic. It it literally like the plague is going on. It's the dark ages. Oh, and he he gets the plague and he's <gasps> dying. And she's taking yes. care of him, and she acts like she's fine the entire time. Well, she's falling out of love with him. Right, because oh. his arms are falling off <laughs> from the bubonic plague. <laughs> you she, don't hold me like you used to. I can't. I can't. Every morning I wake up and I wish I were dead. <laughs> he can't punch the wall because he doesn't have any arms. <laughs> You shouldn't be mad that I jousted with her. You should be mad that I saw a morality play with her. <laughs> yeah, she eventually uh, like cheats on him with the plague doctor, uh, the, the one with the big beaked bird mask. <laughs> Can't wait to see ye old Laura Dern as a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give us another one. All right, all right. We got. We've got Twin Peaks. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. As. Ooh, as podcasters, podcasters choice. Okay. My mind just goes to like, you know what? Twin Peaks as a, as a buddy comedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a brother. It's a brother duo, Mr. And Mr. Peaks. The, the twins, twins peak. Twins with an S peaks. Here come them peak twins boys. Peaks. Oh, I hate the peak boys. <laughs> Always getting into trouble throwing rocks in Mrs. Smith's windows and stealing her apple pies. <laughs> stealing her apple pie. Um, so I think what if we kept the idea that a murder happens in their town? Okay. Uh and they uh <laughs> They are junior detectives. Yes. They're, they're a, <laughs> this is like an updated Hardy Boys almost. Yeah. Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like big 21 Jump Street vibes here. Yes. 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 They, uh, they're like 11 years old and they want to solve this murder uh, because it was their old babysitter. Oh, my and they, And the police are like, no, you guys are 11. We literally can't let you do this. <laughs> they have, like, little badges drawn in crayon. <laughs> it says, I am cop. <laughs> they kind of go behind the police's backs to, like, right, investigate yeah. this murder. And, um... <laughs> uh, and they, like... You know, they stumble upon like a drug smuggling ring. They like they <laughs> they start uncover they start uncovering all these uh, all these different um, illicit activities going on in the town, and they finally figure out who the murderer is. And there's this big gunfight at the end involving two eleven year olds. Eleven year olds. You know boys. they stay strapped. <laughs> 
the the tagline for this is "Don't bring a Nerf dart to a gunfight." <laughs> um, <laughs> I like this scene where like uh, he, he like pulls up to the drug dealer and points the Nerf gun at him. He's like, "Oh, so cute!" And then he like blows his ear off. <laughs> it's a real. <laughs> it's it's literally like a a buddy cop drama, but like run by kevin mccallister <laughs> like a, a, a buddy a buddy cop comedy but like kevin mccallister is both of them all right <laughs> continue Col- yeah give us one more Uno mas. uh we've got the purge <laughs> <gasps> oh man the purge of mu- as a musical <laughs> all right the, pur- the, the purge is a the musical pur- <laughs> oh musical. lordy so i like I think we can keep the general structure of every there's one night every year where all crime is legal. Or we or we twist it and say one night a year the world suddenly breaks into song for unknown reasons. <laughs> Everybody just okay. goes into the yeah, streets yeah. Uh-huh. and there's one character who who is sane in all of this. He like doesn't sing and dance like the rest of them. And he's like trying to figure out he's like hiding in his He's like hiding in his bathtub while people serenade him outside the door. <laughs> and they're trying to break into his house and they're just like, they're saying like, come on out. It's the purge night. It's the purge night. Come purge with us. Because they have they have songs in their heart and they have to purge them out of their body. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they, they have to sing everything they're feeling. And so like <laughs> yeah. it leads to a bunch of like messed up relationships about like people who are unhappy like with yes. each other they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't love you anymore like <laughs> I've been cheating on you with the mailman <laughs> I think it would be super funny yeah it's it's almost like one of those uh those mashup trailers where they make like the office as a horror movie this yeah, man's yeah, like yeah. like <laughs> crouched in the corner <laughs> of his bedroom while people <laughs> sing and I'll, dance outside uh, his window all uh, editing is everything yes yes uh, <laughs> it's like uh there's a scene with like christmas carol that like pop up like outside of his window unexpectedly. Yes, that's one of the jump scares. It's like he throws yeah, yeah, open yeah. his closet door and there's like that's, carolers clawing his way. Deck the halls with your blood. <laughs> They're singing "Deck the Halls" on a minor key. Yeah, I love. All that. Right. I think that's great. That was. I love that. that. Was, uh, that was three really do solid. Do y'all smell that? I smell a roast coming on. Oh, sorry. That's just my candle. It's like on its last leg. <laughs> oh, 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 weird. I, I thought it was. My candle is roast scented. Um, <laughs> I I thought I thought for sure it was this next uh, part of the podcast where. Oh yeah, it's real talk, and we've got we've got some stuff to talk about. Derek is vibrating, just vibrating I, I mean, with anticipation. <laughs> lightning fast. Let's do some suggestions. I'll go first. This is not a suggestion, but I need to tell you about it. I watched Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Uh, I watched Mortal Kombat. It could have been a good movie if there were not like three specific things that made it a really bad movie. Mm -hmm. I I completely agree. And then they just needed better writing because the dialogue was uh, super, super cheesy. Yep. Uh, And that's all I have to say about Mortal Kombat. Uh, The thing I will suggest, though, is I saw Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Ah, um, yes. And it is uh the best anime movie I've ever seen. Really? Um it is it is genuinely like an incredible movie. Dang. <laughs> it it's genuinely like a like a fun good movie and like especially since we've like me and my friend both recently got on the Demon Slayer train and we finished it before we watched the show. I love the artwork of Demon Slayer. Oh, uh, it's it's super interesting. Like it's unlike anything I've ever seen. 
Uh, so yeah, go watch Demon Slayer if you're uh, Mugen Train if you're into anime, and if you're not, I guess go watch Mortal Kombat because you have really bad taste. Uh, Brady Colton, what about y'all? I literally was also going to say the only thing I've watched this week was Mortal Kombat. Save your ticket. I mean, it, it's every big dumb action movie you've ever seen, but worse. If you if you have HBO Max, watch it at home. Yeah, Colton, what about Colton, you? What about you, bud? I so I recently purchased the Switch. Um, yes, so that's sir. Been, yeah. <laughs> that's been my thing mainly. Um, but I did start watching Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, I really, really like it. And I literally, I want to dye my hair pink now. Um, (laughs) welcome on on board, brother. (laughs) So now we get to the main part of this that I need to talk about. Uh, once a year, (laughs) desperately, the Oscars happened. Mm. This was probably the most like meh. Oscar ceremonies. It was so I've weird. seen in a long time. I thought it was unfathomably boring. Not only okay. not only did they cut like a lot of the clips that they play from the movies as well as like a lot of the like graphics that they show and slides that they show. It was literally just like yeah. people walking up on stage saying the name of the thing and then giving award speeches for 15 yeah. minutes. Yes. Okay. I want to point out like one or two good things from it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to start out with some positive, and then we can go into some negatives. Positive. I like how the presenters, especially for like the acting categories, they in in lieu of like showing a clip from their movie, they gave kind of like a personal diatribe about like what they thought about that actor's performance. Right. Yeah. And I thought that that was really nice how it was like, and it was, you know, it's kind of like actors talking about actors, which is like, you know, kind of boring for people that are like not (laughs) actors. Sure. I thought that was really nice. It's like, oh, like in a, in a time where it's kind of like this could all just be like some contentious BS. It's like, no, like let's spend some time like lifting each other up. And then, uh, Chloe Zhao, man, she is the second woman to ever win Best Director, Catherine Bigelow, I believe, was the first. That um, the Nomadland win was a double-edged sword for me because number one, I thought Nomadland was meh, but congratulations to it for uh, winning. <laughs> but first, second female director in history to win, uh, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was great. Se- second female director to ever win Best Director, first Asian to ever win best director yes in 93 years of the oscars that's a little insane (laughs) um (laughs) but we we got there i guess i i would be stupid to sit here and say that nomadland was not a good movie sure yeah um but i can also say that i think maybe right below mank it was the safest choice the oscars could have made yep yeah i I we talked about that in our oscars episode like some of the movies were just like like say what you will about promising young woman. I don't think the Oscar board could sit there and say like this one best picture because that would just would not set a good, like, well, it's like, I think I just think even like, uh, content wise, not even like content of the movie, but like the, the, the quality of the content. I don't think promising young woman was the best movie of the year. No, no. In my opinion, it should have gone to like sound of metal or mm-hmm. um minari or like again I would, the I w- father was a fantastic the, movie. the father it's like i would have loved to see any of that well we'll get to you know the upset of the father sure later <laughs> i think the uh the wagon is teetering on the precipice of a downhill slope so i'm just gonna kick it um yeah i thought i think the oscars has to have a host i think without it 
Yeah. It's just boring. I think removing yeah. a host and just sort of turning it into this bland ceremony, like removes the entertainment factor and B like, who cares to watch this show unless you're like it, a movie fanatic? It, it's it's literally like it, it turned the Oscars into what everyone thinks the Oscars is. It's literally just Hollywood brown nosing each other. Like no, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it the, was it was a tough watch. There's a reason that it fell to its lowest viewership ever in cinematic history. Ten million viewers, which is like three times as low as the previous years. I saw that. <laughs> The first episode of the first ever episode of Phineas and Ferb had more viewers than this year's Oscars. <laughs> um, that tracks, which is fair. That yeah. tracks, yeah, which is that's... fair. But like, yeah, it's like I, I I love the Oscars, and I think we all love the Oscars because we love movies, and it's you know for at, at least for Brady and I, it's the career choice that we've decided we want to go into <laughs> is is presenting on the the Oscar stage. Yes, yes, I would love to be a presenter at the Oscars. So I can read jokes that a late night TV show writer wrote for me. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why they didn't they didn't cut people off. There was a point where me and Sarah Beth were playing a uh, a card game while we were watching, and like there was a point I like looked up and then I like, went back to the card game and then I looked back up a little while later and the same person was spe- like giving a speech and I was like. What? And like, it's like I don't know if they did that to fill time because like they didn't have performances from like best original song. I think the main issue with the Oscars this year is that there is absolutely nothing that that happened on the Oscars last night that I couldn't get in a recap the next morning. I I think the Oscars and like prestige Hollywood has fallen into the same trap that Broadway has. Mm. Where it's literally entertainment made for and I hate that I'm using this word but like coastal elites. But it was, it was for like a select 10 people. It was for the Academy. (laughs) Yeah. But like the big thing I want to talk about. Okay. They did. They ended the show with best actor. Right. Because they wanted people to stay and watch Chadwick Boseman win. And then Chadwick Boseman didn't win. Yep. If they knew he wasn't going to win. Why did you change the format of the show to make it seem like he was going to win yeah. and we were going to get this beautiful tribute to Chadwick Boseman, him winning an Oscar for his last role before he died? Where's plot and twist then, in the history of plot twists? Well, and like, it makes sense to make the We last. couldn't have even made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Where I take issue with the Academy is using Chadwick Boseman as a selling point for this year's Oscars. I don't know, man. I'm just like... I don't want to be on the train of like the Oscars is lost is like is out of touch and like a relic of the past, but I'm starting to get there and it sucks because it's like, like I said, I want to be an actor. Like I, like I've had dreams of of like winning an Oscar and like I have written my Oscars acceptance speech so many freaking times. It's not even funny. <laughs> That'll be a Patreon exclusive for everybody. Just yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do a dra- I'll do a dramatic reading of all my drafts. Um, but like, if they keep doing stuff like this, it it, it just makes it not even fun anymore. Well, it, it makes it it makes it like the Golden Globes where I see oh the. Golden Globes were last night. Like, yeah, yeah. Like there, like I saw a lot of people that were literally like, "Oh my god, the Oscars were on last night." I had no idea. <laughs> let's let's end on uh, let's end on this note. Let's suggest one thing each for next year that could redeem the Oscars. 
Uh, I think that they should have a <laughs> a best uh, fan cam category. <laughs> I think I think they should show us fan cams that people have made for K-pop groups, for anime, for uh, the Marvel fan cams that I keep on seeing on TikTok. Yes, I think they need to make that category, um, and then uh, just award that person their their rightful due, mm. the attention they so desperately wanted. <laughs> I I mm-hmm. think they need to keep the running joke. Uh, when the best picture category comes up on screen, Jimmy Kimmel stumbles on stage and announces La La Land every single year. Every year. <laughs> every year. And then finally, after like the Academy Awards 183, he gets the Academy Award nominee right and dies and goes to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to um, bring in... Danny Pudi and Donald Glover to host, um, but playing <laughs> Abed and Troy. Host the Oscars, please. <laughs> They're like, Troy and Abed host the Oscars. Like, <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We always love having you here on our show. Maybe that's why this room is so sweaty and hot right now. It's because there's so many I'm of you so listeners hot. crammed into my tiny little office space. <laughs> I, I, I need to turn my air condition on like, ASAP. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the all the things. And hey, if you would like to help us afford a bigger office space, we have a Patreon. Um, <laughs> so we finally don't have to sweat in closets anymore. We actually, we, we have our Oscars episode, our Oscar Palooza episode available right now for patrons. It was a lot of fun. We took the we just took all the best picture winners and and spun the plots up a whole lot. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, so go check it out. We also have merch on Redbubble if you want a sticker or a shirt to help support the show. That would be awesome. Uh, but the best way that you can help support Stir the Plot is to go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It helps the show get found by new subscribers and just helps us grow um, into an unfathomable titan of the podcasting industry. That's the end goal. I want us to be on the same level one day as This American Life in terms of like brand recognition. <laughs> I want to absorb the daily into our show where Michael Barbaro reads the news before we go I, on. I want to have Ira Glass on our podcast chopping up a, a really stupid movie and him just be completely out of it. I'm Michael Barbaro and this is Stir the Plot. Today... The boys are shaking up the plot of Akira. I'm Ira Glass, and today, <laughs> let's talk about Space Jam. <laughs> Thank you once again to our internet friends, 11 Acorn Lane, for allowing us <laughs> to use their song, Stay Electro Swing Remix, as our theme song. Uh, we do love that demented carnival music, boys. <laughs> Keep it up. And as always, I will end us on a review uh, it is not a review of our show. It is a review of a movie. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to like preface that. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. No. This is a review from Nate. Oh, um, thanks Nate. Thanks Nate. He gave this movie a half a star. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the year that this movie came out because I will tell you the director of this movie. Okay. Uh, because it is a part of it. It's a part of the review, and I I could not like work my way around it. 
This is a personal message to David Fincher from me. Go ahead and talk your shit, homie, but if I ever see you, oh my god. You better bring shooters with you because if I ever catch you lacking at the New Beverly Cinema or the Arrow Theater, it's on site. I am not kidding. This is a direct threat. Any guesses? The social network. Sure. <laughs> I don't know any David Fincher movies. Gone Girl. So I'm going to go with the social network. Okay, so you both guessed the social network. Boys, I'm so sorry to tell you that you're both wrong. This is actually a much more uh, relevant movie. It is 2020's Mank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Brady King. (laughs) My name is Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. My name is Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. Every Sandra get up, it's time to slam <laughs> And if you see Mr. J, give him a hug. <laughs>